Hey, let's go. Little, little triangle. Vem, Magalinha Rojão, traz a lenha pro fogão, vem fazer armação. Let's go. Hoje é um dia de sol, alegria de About the shoulder shake, so crazy. This is making me feel like I need to go kick a ball somewhere on the beach right now. In my hoochie daddies. No, I'm saying, let's go, fellas. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you already know what we're doing outside. Listen, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. I think this is episode uh, six of the Shogun Soccer Sit Down. I am joined by my boys. I appreciate them so much for stopping in. Um, listen, it, it's been a minute since we've had a chance to talk soccer footy, as they say. I'm Ahan the Shogun. You already know who it is, uh, aka. Pablo Baldini, side tackling motherfuckers into the fourth row, uh, a.k.a. Pele with the AK letting that whole thing spray. You already know what time it is. We outside here. Well, inside because it's hot outside right now. So we need y'all to chill out. You dig what I'm saying? Let's get into it. The Shogun Soccer Sit Down is like the what you would expect, like 90s Euro trash music to just get into. You know what I'm saying? That's where we at today. Ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce my two guests uh, for this episode. First, we have uh, a man. Bless my God. The richest man in the South by Southwest, always dressed in Sunday's best, saying all of it with his whole chest. You know what I'm saying? I am also joined by. I don't even know how to explain this, but you know what I'm saying? We just go ahead and just call him uh, the magistrate of Milk Maidens. Okay. The man himself, Mr. Draymond Cream. AKA uh the dirty lax Luther, okay. Uh, cause man, he just be out here doing the most. Uh host let it of, lactate. Oh my goodness. <laughs> the milkman out here. <laughs> this nigga just said let it lactate. It's so egregious, bro. Yo, Why does he yo. remind me of one of the villains off of the fairly odd parents, bro? Just like a man yeah. was <laughs> You're disgusting, blood. Can't even get to your intros. Anyways, you already know who it is. Uh, we've got Dre, host of the Dre Lax podcast and also host of Aim High, uh, new mental health and fitness podcast that we have on the CDB network, CDB Multimedia. So welcome everybody in. Um, as many of you have, I think this is Sloan's third time on the Shogun Soccer Sit-Down uh, yeah, I'll be here talking footy and shit. You know, what I know saying? who I represent. I and, represent Killian motherfucking Mbappe. Ah, uh, I see why you wore the Ninja Turtle shirt now. Ah ha ha. 
actually I've been wearing this shirt for like three days. I am uh, a, it's all right. It makes more, everywhere it makes I've been, me. I've been Listen. wearing this shirt. Last night, the only time I changed this shirt was to go to WWE SmackDown last night, which was fucking amazing. Uh, because I always pick dope ass seats. I like I'm lazy. I don't like to turn my head. Okay. So I try to pick seats where I don't turn my head. So if I'm at a football game, I like to sit second level, but in that first seat, first row of the second level, that way I don't have to turn my head. And I like to sit in the corner of an end zone because mm. you can see all the football that way. And then um, the goalposts aren't in your way. Oh, okay, okay. Interesting. So interesting. if you sit in the in like behind the end zone to the side, you don't turn your head at it at all. So if you're sitting in the corner, like by the pylon, that's where I want to sit. Like when we go to soccer shit, I want to sit in the corner in the uh corner in any corner of the arena. Cause you, you know don't what, turn your head at all. You know what's crazy is I like so where I thought you would be sitting at, I actually like to sit. At like the just above second level, right? Because I've I've had seats where, you know, I was um had like season tickets at FC Cincinnati, but we sat like on the first level, but we were mm. at like row eighteen, so we were still high up. That's enough. perfect. It, we That's were still perfect. high up. On, I wanted it to be a little higher, like row twenty twenty five, so then I could like see. But we were right at midfield. So, like, I'm so used to playing FIFA in that mode where it's, like, mm. having, like, the whole expansive field. You know, if you're playing against somebody, too, then directionally it makes the most sense versus, like, how you're saying it. So that's an important thing that I've never thought about but always been interested to know is, like, what would be, like, your perfect seating placement in a sporting event. So for your answer, oh, it, would be, you, it would be in that corner to where you don't have to turn your head. And you if can it's see like, the whole field. If it's football center. or basketball, soccer, lacrosse, I want to sit in that corner. I don't want to turn my head. But if it's wrestling, I want to sit either in the 100 section, in the back of the 100 section. Like, mm. um, it's got to be dead center. So I want to sit behind the commentators, but I want to sit. I've had floor seats behind the commentators and it's always like you're looking up right? because you have to look up into the ring and that makes my neck hurt. So if I see, if I sit in the 100 level, say if it's 25 rows, I want to sit in row 18. That way I'm like eye level with the ring and then it's dead on. So I don't have to turn my head. I can get awesome shots and them coming down to the mm. ring without no problems like it's not a bad it's not a bad seat in the smoothie king arena uh smoothie king center it's a dope it's a dope little small venue but it's i say small but it can probably seat like twenty thousand people but that's small it looks like intimate when you go so dre let me ask you this so your background in lacrosse yeah um you know sloan's background in american football Mm-hmm. And then my background in, in soccer, like, so for you, what what is, like, your ultimate seating placement of, like, where you would want to be at a sporting event? So let's oh. say, for instance, lacrosse. So with, with that, that's the thing. That's the difference. So, like, with lacrosse, it's, it's kind of like, like how it is, like, with soccer games. With, like, your section that you're sitting in is going to really determine 
how great the ideal spot is. Mm. Whereas for like wrestling, I like the, like I've been to four wrestling shows, three of them AEW, one of them WWE because they don't like coming to Colorado for some reason. But uh, right where the, so the stage is like center, like right here. That you want to sit on like like where the ramp is and they come out. You want to sit on like the right side of that stage because um, if you're like in that first kind of row and you're not on the floor seat, but you're at the first barricade where the fr- where the floor seats are, mm. you've got the best view because you can see them coming out. And a lot of times when the wrestlers are exiting, like whether they're the heel or whatever, they usually are walking by you, and so you can usually stop and get a quick like picture or something with them like i was able to get a couple of like pictures and stuff with like penta will washington all that stuff just because of where i was sitting at and like football um honestly like for like american football like center is usually pretty good like a set like a seat that's in the center whether you're on the first second or third level Mm. most ideal because you can see both sides real easily same thing with basketball but yeah you know what's crazy is like so here's the thing too i don't know how much wait do hold on like- when you say center do you mean like half court or midfield mm-hmm. okay. Oh, okay yeah we can't sit together <laughs> where's um, your favorite spot <laughs> corner any so you any don't got turn so you don't got to turn your head put up put me on a pylon and i'm cool <laughs> see but that that's the thing too is like i would want to i either want if i have to sit at like an end I want to be up high enough that I can see the entirety of the field. So for instance, um, FC Cincinnati, their stadium, like they have the Bailey. So the Bailey, it's all standing room. So there's no like seats for you to sit. Like everybody in the Bailey fan section is standing like all 90 minutes, unless, you know, if you're like me, super gimpy with a disability right now, then they've got like, you know, ramps and, and places for you to sit, but it's very limited. Um, so for Sloan, I'd probably, if we were, if me and Sloan were to go to, to, uh, lacrosse game, I'd probably like either try to get us like box kind of seats or cause like with, with lacrosse games, it's hard to have kind of like a corner spot. Like you would in football because like the, the, uh, like for example, um, yeah, I'll be, no, the, the, I'll, be the at, I'll be at DU in a couple of weeks and like we're with how DU stadium is set up. It's literally just like bleachers. And because like it's such a back and forth game, having a corner seat there wouldn't Doesn't be work. ideal. But like if we were at an indoor, like the Mammoth or like uh, the Georgia Swarm or something, you can have a corner seat because it'd be the same as like it, they play in the same arena that the Nuggets play in. So you could literally just get a corner spot. Well, that that also depends on like the arena in general cuz you know, more than anything and I think also like you were saying too, like your lacrosse and soccer are very similar in regards to the fact that they have goals at the end, mm-hmm. right? So you've you've got goals at the end. The one thing that you may run into is whether or not the stadium that you're in has like a fully surrounded state like stadium exactly. versus like they just got stands where it's on either side, like a home section and a visitor section. So when they have that, it's, it's a lot more difficult, but you do want to at least be able to where like, you don't have to have much head movement, so to speak. You know what I mean? Um, 
with that being said, boys, because uh, we got into a lot, and that was an interesting concept that I've not really thought about. So, slow. Thank wait, you for making. Wait, before we pass on that. Yes. Uh, don't invite me to shit if I gotta sit outside <laughs> of a box. If you don't have a box, don't invite me to shit. <laughs> this because... is why we call him the richest man inside. <laughs> it's in not that I'm the richest. It's it's just that the booziest for sure. Damn thought, it, I've been to many of games in the skyboxes where the food is immaculate. No, nah, I, I thought I was New Roberto o- Bougio. I might have to give that to yeah, you. Yeah, I think I'm, I, I am I am quite bougie. Like, Sloan is so, out here Ricky Bougio. I, I live in New Orleans, so I'm accustomed <laughs> to a different type of food when I go to these, <laughs> these boxes and stuff. Like, you know, my... I, I I attend Tulane games regularly, football games. So I hang out in the the owner, not the owners, the uh, donor suite or the donors oh, side of the side of the shit. So like, wait, Tulane is in New Orleans? I'm yeah, it's in it's in downtown. Well, it's two campuses. It's one downtown, and then there's a um, main campus that's more uh, in the city. But that's where the football stadium is, Ullman Stadium. So I'll be in there chilling, and you go in, there's chicken tenders, there's french fries, and all the kid stuff. And then you go on another end, it's stuff for fat niggas like me. I mean, (laughs) shrimp. They have shrimp, crab legs, crawfish, etouffee, you also hamburgers. That's common. Well, uh, and that's like, prime rib. Shut up, niggas. I'm almost done. Prime <laughs> rib. Alcohol. God, I was he just, said alcohol like it's a rarity. I'm sorry. My wife came upstairs to check on me because she was on the field. Because my wife, she works with the team and shit. So she comes upstairs to check on me. I'm sitting there talking to people. Got four or five plates in my in front of me. Not watching the game. Just in there drunk eating crab legs at a football game. Interesting. Interesting. In the air conditioning. <laughs> uh, said, don't invite me if you don't got a box. What's, I'm the, sorry. what's the stadium set up like? Because American football stadiums, and that's going to be an interesting thing to, to take into account, right? Because a lot of, like, especially with the U.S. hosting the Men's World Cup in 2026, you're you're gonna see a lot of those be put to use. Oh, the More, big football stadiums. Huge oh, football for sure. Stadiums. So I'm. I think Dallas is. I'm almost positive. I think Dallas Stadium. Uh, the Wait, Cowboys. Stadium. Hey, hon, have you been to a Bengals game? Yeah. Yeah, it's the thing with the Bengals Stadium is that like the the foot with most football stadiums mm-hmm. is that the pitch is not wide enough. Number okay. one. Like the pitch is never really wide enough because it's it should be 120 from end to end, just for like the, like the touch line, right? That's not including like the goal because the goal's net has to stretch probably like another. I'd probably say six feet behind the goal, like the actual where the touch line ends. So now you have to take into account you've got just where the lines are painted for you to be considered inbounds is 120 by 80 at, you know, give or take, like width-wise. So you're looking at 120 yards by 80 yards, 
like Cowboy Stadium can do it for sure. Cowboy Stadium can do it, but the Bengals Stadium is still a little narrow to where it would put way too much. Um, Yo, if they try to put it in SoFi, I'm gonna be so annoyed. LA, well, I would expect him, I would expect him to just thinking from the standpoint, SoFi Stadium is it's the newest stadium, too. It's uh, well, that and it's home of um, the Los Angeles Rams. And the, Galaxy, and, the Ra- right? uh, and the Chargers. Don't the Galaxy play there too? Galaxy uh, have their own. Uh, uh, yeah, Galaxy has an MLS. More more okay. often than not, MLS stadiums are going to have like a specific stadium for soccer. Uh, case in point, with like, and we'll get into this later. Talking yeah, about, I like, like I the, like Orlando Sentinels because the Rapids play in Commerce City, and so their stadium is. Real nice. I like it. Theirs is, a, yeah. So the MLS has specific ones for those, but when it comes to like World Cup stadiums, it's different because for you to even win a bid, you have to have a stadium that has a certain capacity level, which is far beyond the capacity level of like MLS stadiums. More often than not, MLS stadiums are averaging out at about like 20 to 25,000 total like capacity, whereas like football stadiums are shit uh you've got football <laughs> football stadiums that are sitting at a well, minimum capacity of like well, think about like this. most most wrestlemania stadiums are in football stadiums well that's what i'm saying is because they want the max amount of of seating. Like, people seating that they can get and when you have like these large stadiums and you have to think about it too because like these college football stadiums i'm surprised uh that's what I was just about to say. You know what I mean? Like these college football stadiums, I don't know if there's many that are actually on. And I've got to go back and look in regards to who's going, hey. what stadiums are going to be. Um, so do there's y'all, four... do, y'all, do y'all remember the uh, seating, uh, the seating numbers for Mania this past year? No. No. But here's, here's what I was going to say. Uh, the four largest stadiums in America are college stadiums. Yeah. You have sure Ohio uh, State's crazy. Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, um, Penn State, USC, LSU, and Texas AM all are over a hundred thousand. Wait, Rose Bowl are are they playing at a Rose, different that's place? that's what I said. USC. They play in a uh, Rose Bowl. That seats at least a hundred thousand. They were skating on that too, because I thought they undershot. I was I read that somewhere talking about packed, but they I also, feel like they undershot it at like the max. Even the Rose Bowl I, needs to be uh renovated re- too. Yeah, for sure. So like I don't understand why you're not going to the big house, why you're not going to the horseshoe, why you're not going to Cal Field in uh College Station, Texas, why you're not going to Penn State, why you're not going to LSU to do these events, even f- Excuse me. Even Florida, the University of Florida has a huge stadium that can hold people. Uh, FSU Stadium can hold them. Uh, you know what? Speaking, Bama Stadium can hold them. Speaking of, because, um, and that's, I think, it, it's like the parameters, like whatever the guidelines, and I'm going to look this up while, while we're talking about, like, stadium size. Um Obviously, you know, this episode, we're going to chat about um, we're going to chat about Mbappe. We're going to talk about Messi as well. But like all of these topics kind of correlate in regards to like how much money is going into the World Cup, what all the parameters, uh, like all the things that you have to meet up to just to be even considered to host a World Cup. 
Um, we're talking about stadium sizing and where you like to sit now. This all plays a part into like the experience of a fan. So sport wise, it makes the most sense. Like we're we're talking across a wide spectrum of sport, right? For American football, uh, wrestling, uh, professional wrestling. We're talking about uh, American well across um, world football, uh, rugby, like all of these, all these different places. Like the every one question. Yeah. Um, so I have a new uh, client who I started training this week, and we bonded over the fact of uh, soccer because, you know, shout out to you for teaching me some stuff about soccer. I was able to connect with him on that. Mm. But I, I was telling him, I was like, you know, I don't think, and I'm sure we're going to get to this later when we talk about Mbappe, but I was mostly going to ask you because I want a clarification. Um, with uh, Mbappe not being with PSG anymore, he, he's, he was born in France, right? Uh, you know what? Um, from my understanding, he, he is, uh, African descent. I think he was born, uh, I know his parents, uh, both come from, well, mom, I think is French and then dad is, um, North African, if I'm okay. not mistaken. Well, um, I was saying, I was, I was asking cause I was like with him, uh, going to play in, uh, I believe. Saudi Arabia or whatever. He's like, not. See, so you got weight, bro. You got weight. See, you keep jumping okay. ahead of shit. You got to give me a minute. Okay, see, get I thought there. he had already signed there. No, he did not. That was just an offer. So I got to get you up I to I guess speed my question was on. more of if, say, for example, uh, let me just use Gareth Bale. Say, for example, you're Gareth Bale and you get a huge deal to go play for Australia. Now, when the World Cup comes around, do you have to play for Australia or, or do you play for your country of origin? No. So that's just a that's dependent upon. Um, it depends upon who you select. So you can even play up to a certain point. Um, and you have like like, for instance, there's a player that just switched from England to uh, U.S. national um representation so uh i think he's a uh, force leading uh fourth leading goal scorer in the french league last year um wasn't really getting much uh game time plays for they played in Linz, i believe it was a french team but he's on he was on uh loan from arsenal so arsenal finished second in the english premier league um right now he hasn't – he's on tour with the uh, Arsenal national team on their preseason tour of the U.S. Um, I think they just played a game versus uh, Barcelona f- uh, where Arsenal won 5-3. Um, I'm not sure if he got many minutes, though, because I think in the first couple of games, what you'll start to see is you'll start to see um, your first team players, but they won't play very long, and then they'll start to pull them. And then they'll put in like your reserve team players so they can get minutes and see how well guys do um, competition wise. But uh, to answer your question, no, you it depends on how you go through the ranks. More often than not, you can go up to the youth ranks representing like one team. There's a lot of U.S. men's national team players that either have like dual citizenship or dual option. Um, and then you've got some that it's because of their parents 
or a family member that they technically could go represent another country. So they just have one time that up until they make your senior debut or once they do make their senior debut and they decide that they want to change nationalities um, as who, as far as who they represent, then they can do that. But they only have a one time option to do so. Okay. All right. So now that we're here and we're talking about Mbappe, you know what I'm saying? Foreshadowing. Dre got us here early, uh, <laughs> but not really. So Kylian Mbappe, for those of you who don't know, uh, plays for the French national team, age 24. Uh, one of the most sought That nigga is the greatest soccer player on earth breathing. Fuck Messi. I, wow. Was- I mean. Fuck, fuck Ronaldo. Well, fuck everybody else. A black man is the greatest soccer player on earth right now. I can neither confirm nor deny that statement. Uh, all I'm saying is that there are aliens that live among us. Uh, according and he to is you. one of them. He, he two, is. He dude. won. He won Messi's two. This is why you can't let let a nigga like me get into people into a <laughs> new sport. Because I'm going to research this shit. The nigga was 19 when he won a fucking World Cup. And he wasn't even the best player on his team when he won his first World Cup. Yeah, he he wasn't. Well, take he's that. not even the best player on his team now. Um, I would say, nah, because I'm gonna say who? what's what's the dude, what's the dude that didn't Neymar? play? No, the the on the French national team that didn't play. Oh, Kareem Benzema. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you said that was better than him. Yeah, well, he's technically the world reigning world player of the year. Uh, only because and see, this is difficult. Okay. So imagine if every year, like any sport that you could think about has what they would call an MVP, right? But like mm. imagine like all the leagues across the globe had like an MVP uh competition. As like, no, this person is legit the best player. See, because like one league is cool, right? But if you get into this discussion, you are, like Sloan said, you are arguably the greatest living player on the planet. Now, it has a lot to do with how competitive your team is, how well you do individually, um, and then what accolades you've acquired down the road. Right. So um, that's where like Kareem Benzema, who plays in the Saudi Arabian League, uh, Dre, he used to play for Real Madrid, uh, came from the French League, wasn't on the French national team because I think him and the head coach had a falling out. Um, That's got invited by the French uh, president, the president of France. He got invited to come to the final. He was like, why would I go to a final if I know I'm supposed to be playing? And he's like, and I don't even want to go with this man because I think he low-key shady, which he is. So shout out to Kareem Benzema because he knew way before the rest of the world knew that uh, uh, Didier Deschamps and whoever the French president is, fuck him too. You know what I'm saying? But I digress. So Killing Mbappe is that dude. The thing that it's hard for me to say he because he could he can be and he does have that trajectory to eventually end up being 
arguably the greatest player to ever play to ever play the sport in history. I think that puts him uh, way more in people's spotlight now because of this price tag that has befallen uh, his name because the Saudi league was ready to pay a billion dollars to secure his services to play in the Saudi pro league for one year. So they were going to pay his release clause, which is almost half a billion or a quarter of a billion dollar, a quarter of a billion dollars. They were also going to pay him a salary of $776 million for one year. Cristiano Ronaldo. Huh? I would have been a hoe for that one year. Listen. All right. So let me break this (laughs) down. Right. Cause we gotta, we gotta go through some stuff here. So I want to share with y'all the actual comparison. And for those of y'all that are watching on YouTube, which this will be up in uh, a couple days. um, Let me show you the disparity in which, and this is just across like American standards of like understanding in sport. Right. So we're going to look at this. If we wanted to put uh, this, ah, hello. Um, contract that was offered to Kylian Mbappe into the perspective, right? So, for instance, uh, we're going to compare the $760 million deal. So, you you can look at, like, across all sports, like American sports, and look at, like, some of the greatest people that have, like, the highest earnings. So, for instance, LeBron James. Uh, overall, his NBA lifetime earnings are $531 million. This is just his NBA earnings, right? So, that's LeBron James. Patrick Mahomes signed a deal through, I think it was a $10 million deal um, mm-hmm. or a 10 year deal for $494 million. So I, we're not including like add ons or anything like that, nor are we including like his rookie contract. So this is just a Pat Mahomes deal that he got for 10 years. Uh, the entire um, like organization of the Arizona Coyotes is worth $450 million in the NHL Serena Williams uh, career earnings is $450 million as well. Not taking into any of her like endorsements or anything. At least that's to my understanding here. Uh, this is also according to Bleacher report y'all. So let me, let me give you all that. Uh, the New York Mets entire payroll, which in also still includes Bobby Bonilla. He ain't played since the 90s. And has not played since the 90s. But uh, that entire <laughs> payroll is $367 million. Um, And then Tom Brady, all-time NFL earnings is $332 million. And then there's Cristiano Ronaldo, who plays uh, in the Saudi League, who is the first big name to move to the Saudi League, uh, and is being paid $213 million on a two-year contract. But Ronaldo's Ronaldo's is a little bit different from like Kareem Benzema's because Ronaldo got signed directly by this one club, um, but he's also uh, going to become an ambassador for um, – he's going to become an ambassador for Saudi Arabia for their World Cup bid for 2030. Um, and that's also what Kareem Benzema is set to do. But Kareem Benzema was uh, given his contract directly by the Saudi government, and he had the option 
to pick and choose any team that he wanted to go to. That's tough. Like I would, I would like to take that one personally. I would like to take that one personally, but I digress. Um, but I'm with you, Sloan. It would be very hard to turn down a billion, but unfortunately, that's exactly what Killing Mbappe did. So this is an update, Dre, uh, just for you, because I know when you came in, you were still in the last time we talked also, um, which I completely understand. The last time we talked was just going over the fact that, and I think yeah. this was right before, or, or was this just at the time? This was like now, right at the same time. So we were just talking strictly about the, the messy mm -hmm. uh, contract and like fast forward. And if you look at it, you have to look at the upside of killing the Pape versus Messi. You're taking a kid that already has won a world cup. Like Sloan said, you could see he was the first teenager to score in a world cup final match since Pele. Uh, I think he was a young player of the tournament. Um, also, is two goals behind Messi in all-time World Cup goal scored. Let that sink in. And Messi's played in five World Cups. Um, let's see. What the fuck else? Yeah. Uh, still has not man, won a... Man scored nine goals by himself in the goddamn... In the, uh, what, what's that shit? In the, in the World, World Cup. Cup. By Nine yourself, goals. four in the goddamn. Yeah, he got the, the goddamn, gold boot uh, in the final. In the final, so, my man scored a. Hat. I like niggas that get buckets. You know, I like Jordan, Kobe. Uh, what's my man? Um, Patty Mahomes, uh, Mbappe, and then Serena. my. my uh, <laughs> Ryder do Garnsey, like you know, Ryder <laughs> Garnsey on a. Uh, on the uh redwoods in in lacrosse yeah. hockey i like i still like my boy ovechkin hey i love ov i mean i was from the OV I, is I grew up crazy i grew up in the dmv everybody's crazy about ov I, I was i was the capitals are why i got into hockey also slow and i will say uh if you want to watch a game a lacrosse game that's gonna cook today you gotta watch that redwoods cannon oh, i got game. it i got it on the um on my calendar because oh, you got to see my dude. If you think Ryder Garnsey is cooking, watch watch Asher Nolting. Asher Nolting. So first off, I love seeing black men. All right, well yeah, yeah, lacrosse. hey, that's cool. We're gonna talk about lacrosse on the lacrosse podcast. Let's get into <laughs> this about that shit. I don't give a fuck about none of that right now. Let me uh, talk about I'm, black I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. But let me let me. Really I know I was getting this. sidetracked. My bad. I know it's all Gucci. Um, no. So in in regards to killing Mbappe, right? So. It said that he was not in any way, shape, or form, um, like he rejected uh, the bid for the 76, 760 million, right? So he rejected that offer. PSG, like here's their stance. Number one, he's set to be a free agent. So he could leave for free in a year. What PSG is trying to do is that they're trying to get like max value out of him instead of him going off to like Real Madrid, for instance, because they believe that he's already got an agreement in place that'll go to Real Madrid uh, for free when he becomes a free agent. So he hasn't signed a contract extension. He did la like a year. I think he signed a contract extension for a year. Um, but this would put him into like this upcoming year would be his last year. So once he plays that season out, 
then he would be able to leave for free. So what PSG wants to do, uh, what they're trying to do is that they want to sell him so they can get something. You dig. Uh, so Paris is rejected. Oh, you want to sell a nigga so you get something? Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> you know, they tripping. Sound like they got to sit back and just... Just well, let it, I mean, just let it if you think about it from a business standpoint, it does make some sense because you have to look at his market value. And if you can garner that much money on a transfer market, potentially, even if it's coming from Saudi Arabia, right? And the league's not up, up to par with anything across Europe. I would say that it's somewhere on par with like MLS to a point. I think globally MLS still sits um you know with like the dutch league uh seem somewhere a little, seem a little racially motivated to me <laughs> what them trying to sell a nigga ah oh, no nah, man listen everybody the the thing with like soccer compared to like any other it, most sports is like it doesn't matter if they just sign a contract so let's say patrick mahone signs a 10 year deal well if there's somebody willing to pay enough money to buy his release clause even though that would just totally jack up the market, right? Then they can still buy him. So under contract, not under contract, hey, we'll pay his release clause because that's what you say he's worth, but we're willing to give him this much money. So in twofold, part of, like, part of that killing Mbappe deal is that, you know, if you take away that he's getting 776 or 76 million so that's just going to be what his salary was going to be for the year. That's what he would earn, which would put him at earning like $24 per second, right? Uh, somebody had mapped all that out and broken it all the way down to like what making $776 million a year, which potentially could be tax-free because that's what they offered to or, uh, Kareem Benzema. They offered him a tax-free one. So then you have that. Um, so then in that regard, what you're looking at is you've probably got, uh, the potential for him to leave on a free, which they don't want, um, two, 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 two. All right. According to LaRonze, he could stay, but numerous reports are that they, he potentially has a, um, he already has a deal in place with Real Madrid uh, even though he did turn him down 14 months ago. So that's hard pressed to see them go back for Mbappe. Maybe they're trying to just play coy, but Real Madrid also just paid 103 million for, I think, a 22 or 23 year old in Jude Bellingham uh, from Borussia Dortmund for 103 million euros, which I don't know what the math is on that, give or take. It's probably sitting at about like 115, 120, 125, give or take. Um, whatever that valuation goes out to. So that's a lot of money for these teams to be paying out. Um, I'm kind of of the mindset that it is a possibility that I would like to see him go play in England. I'm not going to hold you. Listen, we spent a whole bunch of money because even though I sit and talk about world football a lot, you know what I'm saying? Um, I am a fan of Arsenal. So I would love to see Kylian Mbappe to go to Arsenal, but I also don't really see him going to any other. But y'all tell me, what are your thoughts? I want him to get his money. Go where the money's good. 
Mute it. My bad. Uh, get that million dollars, my nigga. Uh, get that the, billion. Yes. Get that billion, my dog. Because uh, so so here's here's the you, opposite. Here's the opposite end. Sorry to cut wait, you hold off. Wait, hold on. Oh, wait, let me finish. Because here's here's what you've done already. You've already done what niggas dream of doing at 19, which is win the World Cup. What else do you have to pursue? Aha. Uh-huh. This so that was where my like, question it's was. It's the going. Premier League, you got UEFA's league, but none of those matter. All you want is a World Cup and a gold medal. The only thing you really he really has next to get is a gold medal. So you wouldn't you okay? So here's my question. Do you are you more concerned with like, yeah, he won a World Cup. He also lost a World Cup. Um, he's still young enough to uh compete at a level that he can go win another world cup potentially because you know in two years excuse me in two years time that'll put him at 26 and then four years after that he'll be at 30 30. so he could possibly with france having a very young and talented squad if you remember that world cup like all the dudes that finished that world cup shootout we're like 20, 22, 23. I think uh Chua was probably the oldest and he was like 20, 24. So he's around Mbappe's age. So even still, you got players that you know what I'm saying? Like you got players that are legit uh young enough that they could potentially win a win a game uh or win another World Cup. Uh let's see. So someone says again, it makes me think of when when Jericho was really highlighting the word again when he was used to be like again. Oh yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) Cracks me up. uh, So so would y'all rather try to go compete in like high like if you had more? So it's a little difficult from y'all's perspective because you only have one league, right? I I have a question, Dre. uh, So uh, (laughs) to answer your question. I know you're about to ask. What I prefer, look at it like this. You could either go win all the accolades that you can and, you know, retire with a pretty satisfactory or, like, beyond satisfactory career. Or you can you can chase the money and end up like Carmelo and Charles Barkley, nothing but a bunch of bitter betties who never got their <laughs> accolades that they could. But with me, if... I'm Mbappe. Uh, I won what I wanted to win already. I'm finna chase the money. Get your money. Like I said, because get all the accolades you can. Because it's like it's like me if I walk into the league my my rookie year and I put it down and we get to the playoffs and we get to the Super Bowl or whatever is the, the championship of your league and we win. After that, I don't give a fuck about winning another ring. Well, ever. think so. Imagine if like so Pay me, bitch. <laughs> what about what about like um you potentially so so in some weird scenarios for some reason I feel like Europeans have this misconception to think that just because their leagues are dominant in like high competitions, having like this much money. Now you're starting to have other leagues that are wanting to compete on that stage. So 
it's almost like an aristocracy, so to speak. Like, and and they just look down on any other league that tries to, you know, take away from their greatness. A lot like Europeans in general, but you know, this is just a sporting mechanism. So would you would you also what if they said, like, okay, cool, you won. Like if football had the ability to go play in the Olympics, for instance, and you could go win a world title, right? But you can't even get onto the team to compete for a world title because they don't even view your league as serious. So would you still take the money then? Or or would you be like, nah, I can wait? Do I have the world title? Uh, do I, I have the recognized world title? Already, yes. I'm and going you've to get already the money. Con- you're going with the money. Okay. Uh, nigga, Saudi could have signed me for two billion for 50 years. I'm out there hoeing. <laughs> getting to that money. I'd already got I, I already got what everybody wants as far as football. Uh football. I, I already got what everybody wants. And then that only comes around every four years. Yeah, I'm finna go get these billions over here into the French national team. Say, hey, Mbappe, come on. Well, all right, here I come. Right. And I'm oh, gonna make yeah, this yeah. penniless money over here for nothing. Yeah. And I'm gonna still win. But then when I win and I go back to Saudi Arabia and make this billion dollars, nigga, what are you gonna tell me? I'm already on the on the best team. So do you think Messi made a mistake while we're here? You think Messi left way too much on the table? Bro, I can't tell Lionel Messi what 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 is a mistake for him. I can't tell I him can that. say for me it would like he has all the accolades. He is arguably one of the greatest, if not the greatest. Arguably one of the greatest behind my I always say his name where on Moderna, Maradona, Madonna, Maradona, behind Maradona, Pele, um, the uh, black dude with the dreads, this Brazilian. Uh, are you talking about Ronaldinho? Ronaldinho. Ronaldinho. I think he's cold. Yeah, he's super cold, man. We were seeing, like, I, I got Dre hit last week. He's nasty. It's so like him, Messi, Ronaldo. Mbappe, those big names that are going to attract people. Yeah, you pay for them. You know what I'm saying? Right. But if you want, if so, it's kind of like if uh, we was talking about Pat Mahomes earlier. Right. Like he's got two, he's got two, two Super Bowls. If they were to create something over in like the live football program in Saudi Arabia. If they came over there and be like, hey, dog, we'll give you $5 billion. You think I'm not finna get the fuck up and make $5 billion? Right. See, and that was the question, too. Okay, so, for instance, right, before we get into the messy thing. So, with with all this, this news around this Mbappe, and I think that was just the biggest thing that, like, you know, number one, people were saying that, like, the way that this messy deal is, it's going to change the way that like athletes really have the control in sports. Number two, with this Mbappe deal, now it's going to get 
players that are in, you know, like American sports potentially to turn their heads. You had like uh, uh, Giannis tweeted uh, to Saudi. He was like, hey, I look like Mbappe. Y'all want to sign me? Because he, you know, and a lot of these dudes are joking, but they dead serious. Like they would without no jokes behind that. They dead serious. I will leave for $770 million for a year. Nigga, I would never play a sport after that. Oh, yeah. Even even after my Achilles injury, bro, I'll go play over there. Even if you wanted to give me half that contract, got you. Nigga, you could have gave me $300 million. I'll I'm there. Stre- I'll stretch and go throw on a helmet and some shoulder pads in a second. Listen, look, you can put all the duct tape around my foot. I... I'm going to get through that 90 minutes. Ain't no My word. back and neck is trash. I'm still finna come play. Oh, yeah. Hips are gone. Hips are gone. Knees are low-key paper mache, but they still got a couple miles in them. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, you know, I got a flat tire right now, but I'll play. I will play without a doubt. Um, So here's another question that I want to post to you guys. So it's understandable that, you know, you want – Mbappe should just go get his money wherever he can. It, it's not a bad deal, to be quite honest. I think a lot of people, especially within or in and around Europe and European soccer, are up in arms with the fact that um, they're up in arms with the fact that, you know, like this, this, there's too much money that's backed by the government, like the Saudi money, like everything behind. But you got to th- realize, though, fam, like, um, shout out to Bleacher Report for that article, too. So, let me tell you some names that have signed in the Saudi uh, Pro League. So, obviously, you've got Cristiano Ronaldo. you got Kareem Benzema. Uh, N'Golo Kante, uh, who also won a World uh, a World Cup with France. Um, arguably, the whole reason that they won it, because he was just a linchpin for it. Uh, Koulibaly played for Chelsea. Edouard Mendy um, plays for Ivory Coast. Uh, also won a Champions League. He is now playing in Saudi Arabia. Roberto Firmino um, just recently uh, played his last game for Liverpool or last season at Liverpool. I'm also under the impression, I want to say that Jordan Henderson, who also played for Liverpool and said that he's not going to be returning uh, to Liverpool this season, I would expect him to possibly make a move. One more Um, question. Yeah. Um, So... We were talking about it, and you answered, and then, like, we never got to the actual answer because we were – I remember I asked you last time on the soccer pod if there's any um, players in the in the the league that would be on a World Cup team that are uh, LGBTQ. And I remember I asked that because with Saudi Arabia having having a bid for that's, hosting that's the World a Cup, good question. I was like – I was like, would their stance on – on the LGBTQ community prohibit players who are in that community from participating in the world cup and like more so due to safety for their lives, much like how, um, you know, not to bring it to that wrestling, but like much like how due to his current gimmick, Mustafa Ali would not be welcome in Saudi Arabia or because of his political outspokenness, Sami Zayn previously wasn't welcome there. Well, you know, um, that's a good question. So here's where I'll I'll play two sides to this coin. I think that 
there are some progressive measures being taken in parts of the Middle East uh, when it comes to like them wanting to be open and expansive within like sporting world, so to speak, you know, so for them to try and host a world cup in 2030, I would say that they're going to have to be a little bit more lax. Um, I think that's particularly what most people are kind of thinking about is potentially maybe Sharia law. Um, I don't think that that's necessarily practiced all across the middle East. Um, I think that is dependent upon, you know, certain sects of, uh, particular religions. Um, and then also too, so this is on one side, I would say that for them to be able to do that and all of the pushes through like, you know, world football in regards to equality, saying no to racism, even though they have like, that's been like, I want to say an ongoing campaign for over a decade still hasn't really come to anything. Cause there's a whole bunch of racism that exists in, in and around the sport uh regardless of what we're talking about they so, hate us because they ain't us so the butter the, and jealous so on the opposite side i would say that yeah it, it potentially could worry be worrisome to um players now there's also not, are there any openly gay or not like that, anything players not that in are the currently MLS? playing aside from like uh women's professional athletes i don't okay. think there too there's there's a few men that have come out um while they were playing i know that there was a, a guy that played for the la galaxy um used to be uh i think he played on the men's national team at one point in time for usa and then um oh he was a right back so he originally came from columbus um and then he went to a few teams played in la and then he came out while he was at L.A., but he has since retired. I know there was a German international that came out, but it was after he retired early. Everybody was like, why did he, he played for Bayern Munich? So people were trying to figure out, like, why he retired. And, you know, he was due to, like, mental health reasons. Well, comes, uh, you know, he openly comes out. And I think that that probably had a lot to do with it. Would, so would you I don't say, know. Um... Now again, I don't, I don't know. This might be a hot button topic or whatever. But would you say that there's a lot of whether it's under uh, undercover or on the surface level? Would you say there's still like homophobia in like soccer? I would say I would say that there's there's not as much openness from on like the men's side of the sport, right? Um, and we're not even we haven't even gone into the topic of like you know somebody if they transition um over so i've i've not i don't think we've come across that in like women's soccer or men's soccer um i would i would probably see that it would be less likely for uh a trans man to play mm -hmm. professionally um than like a trans woman so uh you know man that transitions um to play in like women's professional soccer. Mm -hmm. uh, the one thing I also wanted to add too to this, right? Because there was a writer for um, Fox Sports, Fox Soccer, uh, Grant Wall, who was covering the World Cup in Qatar at the time. And um, 
his brothers openly LGBTQ plus. Um, and he was wearing, I think he was wearing a shirt while he was there. Black shirt had like a pride flag or something on it. And like a day or two later, he died mysteriously. Oh, nobody has said a single word about it. Oh, other than his brother. Jesus. And he was like, my brother was healthy. Doesn't make any sense. Doesn't none of that. So he's like, I don't understand. And this is at the World Cup in Qatar. So that was the first World Cup that was hosted in the Middle East. Hey, look here. You can get killed for being black in 2023. I wouldn't put anything under the under another, the guy. No, but we just found out about aliens, even though we knew no, they was out another there. Another question. Like, what are we no, talking? Wait, wait, wait. Time out. We did not find out about aliens. We found out about non-human organic matter. That's what we found out about. Ah. They never stressed that it was a alien. It could be non-human like the way somebody explained it to me earlier it was like yo if something somebody builds a a drone and it crashes into a bird and they take the bird's carcass that's a non-human life form or organism okay so they kind of they're kind of trying to stretch it they're skating around yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. So I got you know you, that's you. that's my Jimmy Jam. So I'm uh, out there listening to all of that on on the Tiki Talks. So like, <laughs> yeah. Y'all are y'all are y'all are strategically saying words. Yeah. And I think I think that's that's a lot to do within like sports as well. Um. I don't. I don't necessarily see. It'll be interesting to see. Uh what happens or how that progresses movement wise, uh, especially with like the next world cup is going to be in USA, Mexico and Canada. So I'm very interested to see what all is going to come about. And the fact is, is that uh, most of the, well, I think the knockout stages will all take place in the U S. So Yo, there's a question. Yes. You remember like at least a decade or so ago, the movie came out. Uh, it was like Munich. Wasn't that like related to like a World Cup? I don't know. It's an interesting question. I have to go look. Hold on. Let me let me let me see if I can find I'm not I'm not very sure, but that is a really good question. Uh the last I more documentaries than anything, I think, have been out as of late. I've not seen a soccer movie. Soccer specific movie? Oh, never mind. That was uh during the 1972 Summer Olympics. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, no. So, long story less long. Um final thoughts. Uh so if anybody puts any money on the table, do you think potentially that we could see NBA players leave to go abroad to yes. play soccer? No, like, NBA, no, like if they no, had a basketball, oh, like so if so, oh, if, so oh, if they approach, sorry, so if they approach right like they approach live golf, right? So how live golf just partnered with the uh PGA, even though originally, which Tiger Woods, by the way, I know you're shooting yourself in the foot, um, because they offered him a bunch of money, Phil Mickelson, all these golfers to go play in Saudi. Surprised they didn't ask Rory McElroy or something. They asked everybody, bro. They asked everybody. They asked everybody. They asked everybody. So 
Now you've and got then, the wait, same thing. Wait, the crazy thing is they asked every like live golf asked everybody, and the people that went over there was shamed and called all types of names, even though everybody was offered the same amount of money or if more. Right. And they shamed them for going over there. And then the PGA golf ended up partnering with them anyway. So now you should have left. Stupid. You look stupid because loyalty does not equate dollar signs. Right. And it does not like if your ultimate goal is to provide for family, I do understand the ability. So I kind of think I answered my own question. Like my wife says this all the time. That institution, company, whatever has no loyalty to you. So why do you have loyalty to it? They can get rid of you at any time they want. Why are you why are you loyal to them? Because they send you a check. What's like uh, any like companies can send you a bigger check, and if whoever if y'all ain't understood this yet, big bank wins. Big bank take little bank. So if you are the live golf and you have billions upon billions to spend, while PGA golf might have a couple hundred million. I'm finna go side with the billionaires because billionaires beat millionaires every single time. You're not wrong. Factual. Um, so I think I kind of answered my question a little bit, like in regards to the Leo Messi thing. So Leo Messi, I think over the course of however long he's been at the pinnacle, because it's a balance. So Messi's on like the tail end of his epic journey through world football. So I could understand that he can pick and choose a little bit more, whereas, like, it would be very difficult for me to turn down a billion if I'm Mbappe, especially at 24, and I only have to get it. Like, I get that for a year? Because then it's like, what do I? what are my ultimate goals after the sport is over? And I, you have to look at this in twofold. Like, if you reach the pinnacle of being able to play a professional sport, number one, you've already beaten out people most across people. <laughs> most people across the globe. We'll say 90% of people across the globe, right? You can go to all these different levels, but you made it to the pros. Now, you can ascend even higher to a smaller percentile of people just to represent your national team at the world or global level of whatever sport that you play in you know when it comes to basketball olympics is the pinnacle football it's an outlier by itself because there's not any type of global competition that can you know do that lacrosse is it's got global comps but Mm -hmm. you still have a lot of north american dominant uh um talent in regards to where it sits um soccer is completely uh, total opposite Like, we don't even have our best players playing the sport, our best athletes. We literally do not have our best athletes playing in the sport. Uh, Sloan, you got me hip to the one dude that was like, imagine if we could take all of our best athletes and then have them play soccer. We would compete at one of the highest levels, if not the highest, just out of sheer athleticism. Now, if you can combine that with the actual talent that it would take to play the sport, yeah, then you're starting to look at a much more competitive team across, like, the global front. 
I don't, I, that's why like everybody takes like, oh, well, the USA lost the uh, gold cup and Mexico end up winning. Mexico stopped being on par with the U.S. national team when we started sending more players into academies. We have more players that are present in MLS academies, playing in the uh, MLS setups all across the league. You've got players that are now getting looks to play in Europe that are like Christian Pulisic just signed with AC Milan from Chelsea. Now, mind you, he's bounced around. Like he went to Borussia Dortmund um, after leaving the U.S., uh, came up through their academy, made it to their first team, got sold to Chelsea, uh, played with Chelsea, won a Champions League, left there, went to AC Milan. And now we've also got Eunice, uh, was it Musa? That uh, he, I think he's like 2021, 20, uh, plays for the U.S. national team, now also playing at AC Milan from Valencia. You've got uh, Timothy Weah playing at Juventus. So, like, we've got a bunch of players, and, like, we've got a bunch of players. And these players that I've all named, they're playing in, like, the top leagues across Europe. But if we can get one of them ones to become an Mbappe, because we don't – we've got good players, but we don't got an Mbappe yet. But we could, though. That's fire, though. And that's the thing that we have to think about in regards to like U.S. like potential at U.S. soccer. Almost every other sport that we occupy outside of hockey or or play outside of hockey, we have Sidney Crosby. I think at one point in time was arguably the greatest player in the NHL at, at that point in time, or the best player in the NHL. I wouldn't say great. Wayne Gretzky, greatest to me all time. Don't fucking call me. Don't play with me. Um, but I would say that if we could turn around and actually get that. So my question to both of you, what do you think it would take for American soccer to have an Mbappe? Uh, you know, honestly, it's one of those things where like, um, I'd say like America as a, as a whole, when it comes to sports, America only gives a shit about football, basketball, and hockey. Baseball gets cared about because there's nut shit other sports going on while it's going down. But truth be told, in terms of like passionate, crazy fanship, you get that with football, basketball, and hockey. So until the MLS finds a way to produce and present itself as those three sports do, and until, like, you know, they get picked up by a major network. Because even baseball's on TBS. And until, they, until they're until they able to get picked up by a major network, it's just not going to happen. Well, here's the deal. So, like, in regards to streaming, because I would say, like, you've got some games that I believe you can, they get aired or some something like that. All MLS games right now are on Apple TV. Plus, um which is part of, you know, the Messi deal. So all teams in the league helped to get Messi. So they paid into the pot and, excuse me, the pot and pool to be able to get Messi to come to the U.S. Right? So they got him to be able to come to the U.S. So all the teams paid for him. They also gave him a percentage of 
uh, all the sales through Adidas because he also is an Adidas athlete, lifetime Adidas athlete. Um, and they also gave him revenue from, so revenue from the Adidas sales, the streaming from Apple TV, new subscriptions, all those things. Uh, so yeah. And, and let me tell you how much player power this man has. Messi has never played on an artificial turf field in his life. Most MLS stadiums have a turf field. So he's probably not going to feature on a field that has turf to risk injury. So every single team so far has accommodated Messi's request for them to put in a natural grass field. Player pool. Do you think we'll ever see Sloan? A Messi or a Ronaldo on like an American soccer or Messi, Ronaldo, or an Mbappe? Um, not with that type of money. Uh, the the uh, Saudi Arabians are giving away. They don't have enough money. Well, do you? Uh, I wouldn't even say that. Do you think that we could have like a player that's you know, I like getting the type of looks or the type of money or at least something close to it in the realm, even if they had to go play in like Saudi Arabia. But also think about it like this. A lot of the kids that grow up in Europe, they're playing soccer, like right, almost right, soccer or cricket, like almost right out the womb. <laughs> like most, mo like I'd say like your average American that plays soccer usually probably don't get into it till they're like, eight or 10. And by that point uh, in time, starting time is usually the earliest that I've seen is six. You'll see little kickers at like four or five kind yeah. of. And by, well, by that time, most of the kids in Europe have been playing since they were like four. So they're like, look at the wee last. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, I would say too, do you think that that plays a huge part into their development? I'd, I'd say so. It's hard to not, it's hard to say it doesn't because it's like, if, Okay, um, if you've been if you've been driving a car for four years, mm -hmm. you're gonna be better at driving a car than someone who's 16 and is just getting their license, or even someone who's 18 and just learning to drive. Got you. you. Like they have, even though like you know from even though them playing soccer at like four or five years old is not a huge difference, probably from in the mind of some people in mm -hmm. the, in the, in the, it's not a huge difference for somebody that's playing soccer at nine. That's still a, that's still a four year gap. And that four year gap is going to exist permanently between the two different competitors. And if you think about it, every four years, a world cup takes place. So you don't think that that gap could ever be closed. It, like I said, soccer would have to really blow up in, in America for it to happen because it, like I said, with the world cup happening every four years now, little, little, uh, Tim Brown in Europe, who's been playing soccer since he was almost fresh out the womb, he can be in the world cup at 16, 17. Whereas little Johnny in America who started four years after him is still trying to even be good at uh, good enough to start on his high school varsity soccer team. There's just levels to this shit. Ah, okay. All right. So do, now my question, let me ask mm -hmm. this, this part of the question. So do you think that that four year gap between those two players could ever be 
uh, closed? It it would have to take a lot of work. On, okay. On our on our part. Okay. Um, Sloan, do you think? Uh, where do you think we would find like an Mbappe like player? Is he is he like just in another sport somewhere? Most likely. It's it's the thing about America. We have so many different options of sports to play. Some people only can play with the sports that's provided in their country. Like mm-hmm. we we have so many different choices. And soccer isn't global here. You know what I'm saying? It's a it's second, more pastimey. I don't think it's pastimey. Baseball is pastime. So do you and think baseball sits above or below soccer? Above in America. Okay. In America, it sits below soccer, but or wait, I mean that... above soccer. Okay. It sits above soccer, but everywhere else, nobody's playing baseball. Only in like America and Japan. In Mexico uh, and Puerto, like Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico and places like that. Nobody's playing baseball in Germany. You know what they are playing in Germany? Basketball soccer. and soccer. Yeah. Yeah. You know, basketball is a global sport. Uh, football de Americano, nah, not so much. That's just like America. Yeah, they, connect- they tried to they tried to football Europe and it didn't work out very well. Yeah, it's it's not that great of a thing. But like basketball, baseball, or sometimes baseball translates, but soccer, yes. I mean, like basket. I mean, basketball, yes. Basketball, you know, I don't even need another person to play basketball. It could just be me, a hoop, and a ball. It ain't even got to be a basketball. That's about uh, that I use as a basketball. So, so, all right. So let me ask, let me ask you both this. So with American sports, it's usually bigger, faster, stronger, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Jump higher, run faster, throw farther type deal with soccer that we've seen that that doesn't look anything like, you know, if you look at like killing Mbappe standing next to like an NBA player, it's like, look at him when he was next to Wimby. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So and and then if you even think about like I, I posted a picture of like uh Leo Messi at like the supermarket in Miami and he's standing next to a guy that you know a big tall black dude, right? I don't know if he worked in like the deli or something, but this dude looks like a basketball player. And just to see like how short Messi was, Messi came up to like his arm, his arm, bro, not even his shoulder. You know what I'm saying? So like to see that and we're we're probably and i remember when i when i came up as you know a player in like early 90s like early 2000 uh you know graduated high school in 01 so i remember it, that's how a lot of d1 colleges recruited they wanted big fast strong dudes that could like you either be had to have exceptional speed strength or you're just an ungodly player with like that nobody can hinder. Right. So soccer started to move away from like, yeah, you can be big and tall. Now you're seeing guys that are maybe five, 10, like six, two at max, a defender probably is going to be like six, three, six, four, but that's probably your biggest player. 
Dope. Well, like I um, I got what I was about to say it was soccer requires a level of technique, patience, and finesse that most Americans do not possess. Because if you think about it, like I was telling uh, my boy uh, Damon yesterday, if you think about it, soccer, uh, like if you look at like, if you look at like a lot of the the women's sports, um, if you look at like women's basketball, women's lacrosse, women's soccer, there is more technique and finesse and skill than there is, um, I don't well, sports or entertainment. I'd say there's more like the men's sports, the men's variation of those sports, you're going to see more ooh-ah moments, some more entertainment, some more big hits or crazy moves than you will with the women's sports because the women's sports typically are finesse and technique, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just for America, we don't get excited about that. We're like, hey, hit somebody, dunk on this dude, super kick that guy, stuff like that. Got you. Got you. Uh, Sloan, thoughts? You think we can find one? Diamond in the rough somewhere? If it wants to be found. Uh, you know, uh, if you if they want to play that sport, sure. If you want. But What's like up? when kids are walking outside, like, yo, I want to play soccer in America. So do you think that like the USA has to like win a World Cup for everybody to like start? Because that seems to be the thing, right? Like Americans for some reason have this idea that like we're number one so for us to not be number one like we don't necessarily care about it Mm -hmm. well it's it's it'd be it's fair to say that hockey if you now again i'm I'm speaking from what i what my observation is i'd say the jumping point for when hockey really blew up in america is miracle the team from like 1984 that beat russia or the mighty ducks and stuff like that Stuff like that gave rise to its popularity. Basketball, you know, you had your your Wilts, your Dr. J, your Michael Jordans, your Kobe's that really helped to elevate it. Soccer, we haven't had, um, we haven't in soccer, at least because, you know, unfortunately, and this isn't us being misogynistic, unfortunately, men's sports generate more revenue and money than women's sports. Um the the men's U.S. Uh, soccer team has been doing dog shit performances for a minute in comparison to how the women's sports have been. Right. Now, since the men's sports are typically drawing more people in, the men's team hasn't had their miracle on ice moment, and they don't have, so they don't have a face of their team kind of like, LeBron is for the NBA or Curry or even Mahomes or Brady. Uh, the closest thing that they had was Tim Howard. Maybe Landon Donovan, give or take Clint mm-hmm. Dempsey, Clint Dempsey. But like yep. we didn't, we didn't have those dudes that like mm-hmm. broke the superstar thing. Yeah. Cause remember all the Tim Howard goal saving memes that were rolling around on Twitter for a minute when yeah. back. Yeah. Th- those things were so funny. But that's because he also, like, at a time when he was on the global <sighs> stage, made, what, 30-something, like, 30 saves yeah. versus Belgium? When the, and, and, like, you could see the difference in, like, 
class, right? In regards to like where we were level wise and where, where like, Belgium. like Belgium was at. Cause Belgium, you know, at the time they had De Bruyne, uh, uh, Lukaku, uh, let me see who else. Um, Mertens, but if you look, uh, Hazard. If you look during that, oh, I loved Hazard. If you looked during um during that time period, that was the most invested um that the I'd say like the U.S. or like society has got got invested in men's U.S. soccer because it's one of those things where like I think the common I'd say like most people that like you know give soccer a chance when it's the World Cup and shit. Right, we're we're like, hey, yo, let's obviously we're gonna be patriotic and support our team, but also like, why does our team keep getting bounced out the first round of the medal round or the first round of the blood round? Like, why are we getting like, right? Like, like it's one of those things where like, it's kind of like, it's kind of like um how Detroit Lions fans have been prior to them being a decent team, or Buffalo Bills fans, Buffalo Bills fans prior to Josh Allen figuring his shit out like you had to really love the buffalo bills to watch their games and to and to put yourself through that disappointment and then before you you just started being like oh let's get it or even Bengals fans when like (laughs) the years after carson palmer you had to really love the Bengals to stick with them to get to your joe burrow years and the men's u.s team it's i'm sure it'll happen at some point but like um i think we're just we're just caught in playing catch up with the rest of the world right now for soccer i will say i will say that uh and speaking of which because you brought up a couple good points right so like with the interest of like anytime the national team is playing speaking of which uh women's world cup is going on right now um uh usa won one nil versus vietnam uh, women's national team won one nil versus Vietnam, and then they tied uh, the Netherlands one one. Um, so that puts them in the, I think their last group stage game. Uh, I'm not sure in particular who they're going against, but um, what I wanted to say is that like the attention has not been there like it was with the women's national team prior to. Um, do you guys think that that has like I don't know maybe this is just me. And maybe this is the algorithms, not algorithming. Um, but I have not seen the type of support that we've had for like the men's team during the World Cup, which, you know, again, the the w- men's World Cup and the women's World Cup, uh, the men's play, you know, in an even year and mm-hmm. the women play in an odd number year, but they're right behind that year. It's also like the timing for the women's kind of sucks because – the timing sucks only because um, it's like uh, wait. Well, I will say they're they're where it's being played at probably hinders a lot too because where's it being played at? Uh, co-hosted by Australia. Oh yeah. It, well, it's also tough for people to watch the games then. Yeah. And and also like the the summer like this like this kind of time is usually rough because most of the analysts they're focusing on. Uh, what's going on with 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 the NFL? Like, what's going on with the team camps? Who's a free agent? Who's getting signed? Who's looking good? Who's going to be the starter? What your countdown is before the the preseason is here? Like, that's that's the part 
of the year that sucks for them. Like they're in the summer window, and yeah, so like because the men's because the men's during the even years, it usually does. Does the men's one take place during summer too, or is it more yeah, spring? Yeah, well, normally it does. Normally it does, but the men's the men's was in November this year because it was hosted in the Middle East. They couldn't do it during the summer because summer in the Middle East average temp is one oh whatever. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it's above 100 what we're all being used to now. Now mm-hmm. imagine playing that in like, you know, desert dry heat. And that's almost impossible for fans to appreciate it and enjoy it and the players not to have heat stroke while playing in the game. So that's the reason why they played it in November, um, which is it was kind of weird because that was right in between like European season. Um, but more often than not, it's normally played during the summer to answer your question. Yeah, uh, let me ask this to y'all and then we can mm-hmm. get, get rocking and rolling. Cause I know we're getting long. Um, let's see. Do y'all got any predictions for where you think Mbappe is going to go? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, I don't know who's got the money. <laughs> if like Sloan said, if now that he's won a world cup, you, you like have him go get the money. I don't know who's got the most money. <laughs> well, so it's obviously you- the Saudis that have the most money. Um, I don't know. I'm not a 24 year old kid with his with the world at his his fingertips. I don't know what do you do. I don't know his situation with his family and how his life is to even consider the thing. I don't have enough knowledge about the young man to. Well, his mom to, is his agent. Oh, so, so there's that. His mom is his agent. Originally, she was just representing him. She now represents. A few other players. Look, oh, my mom mama must my have a agent. Good. What these bitches talking about? <laughs> like, what my old lady saying? Because right. eventually, you're gonna you go away from your mom to find your mom. If you know what I'm talking about, right? So, is yeah. who is the woman in his household? I don't think he's talking. I, that's one thing I have not. Didn't he just heard. recently split up with like a girlfriend or something? I don't know. And that's oh, the one if he's thing single, he's dangerous for the streets. That's he the one thing anywhere. I will say. That's the one thing I will say is I've not heard anything rumor wise from, uh, uh, or from or about killing Mbappe in regards to his personal life, other than, um, at which whoever he, if he's his mom being his agent. And they got a PR team. They're doing an amazing job because they got him out here looking like Derek Jeter. I ain't seen nothing really crazy. The most that I'll see is he'll show up at an event. He showed up at uh, what's the what's the one dude, uh, FanDuel or something? The white party. Uh, uh, Michael Rubin. Michael Rubin. He was at Michael Rubin's white party. Um, so he was there. Hanging out. I, he didn't have nobody with him that I saw. I just saw him taking pictures. You know, everybody was like, oh, Mbappe. But you also got to think, too, uh, his homeboy is uh, Hakimi, right? Hakimi is a dude that plays for Morocco that went, uh, I think they uh, ran third place in the World Cup. Um, they made it to a World Cup semifinal, so they were the first African team to make it to a World Cup semifinal. Um in which I'll have you guys back on. We'll have a conversation about African soccer 
and uh, the lack thereof on a competitive level at the international stage. Um, so Hakimi, who recently split from his wife, but was found not to have anything in his uh, possession because everything was in his mother's name. City boy. So that's yeah, his I remember homeboy. that. That's his homeboy. They play on the same squad. So they out here. And it was, listen, Mbappe is usually one of the ones that'll be at an NBA game uh, when they got some downtime. He he always shows up at a Knicks game somewhere or a Miami game. I Listen, last time I checked, him and Hakimi walked around uh, Times Square with, like, masks on and nobody knew who they were. So you know they out here in these streets. You know what I'm saying? Um, Let's see. I I think that's pretty much it. The women's national team, uh, good luck to them in their next match. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Let's go three-peat. I'm going to say there's been a lot of upsets. Shout out to uh, Nigeria um, for a big upset versus co-host Australia. They beat them 3-2. Man, listen, women's African teams are just out here upsetting these European teams, and it's great. Um, Yo, uh, real quick, uh, shout out to Katie McCabe from Arsenal. Uh, she scored Ireland's first ever Women's World Cup goal off of a corner. Off of a corner, bro. She's she's apparently a beast mode. Like she's, I, I I was unfamiliar with her game, but you know I'm I'm hype. Listen, there's so many there's so many good players in the Women's World Cup, which is why I'm surprised that I have not seen enough women talking about it. Like, there's so many good players that, like, y- y'all really do need to support it. Let me see. Um, I'm going to play something for y'all in just a second because I want to introduce y'all to this young lady that plays for the U.S. Women's National Team, okay? Um, but she uh, is unlike most but has a high upside from what we understand. Stand and know. So here we go after we get through this ad real quick. You know what I'm saying? Appreciate you, Barbie. Thanks. 16-year-old Casey Fayer is the youngest player to ever play in the World Cup. She's 16 and representing her country of South Korea. When I was 16, I was crying because I failed my driver's test after accidentally running a stop sign. But that's besides <laughs> the point. On Tuesday, when her coach came up to her to give her the news that she was subbing in, she said she was really scared. I mean, duh. But she said she took a couple of deep breaths. And then when she stepped onto the pitch for her first ever World Cup game, started running around a little bit, she said she settled. It was a fast track for Casey to get to the World Cup. She scored five goals in only two games for South Korea's U-17 team, was then obviously moved up to the senior team, excelled there, and then was named on the 23-player World Cup roster. Not only is she the youngest player to ever do it, but she's also the first mixed heritage player to do so in team's history since her mother is Korean and her father's American. Hey, yo, I love I'm that saying, for her. You know, Wait, I'm what saying. about the little Brazilian chick? That was that was killing. Oh, the one that the one that scored the the one that scored the uh, hat trick. Yeah. Uh, where is she? Let's go to it. So France. Uh, I will say this because we got some updates. Uh, France beats Brazil two one. No thanks. Thank you. Uh, France beats Brazil two one. Um, Jamaica beat Panama. Uh, shout out to the women's team. Jamaica. Sweden beat Italy five nil. Ouch. I'm I'm no, rooting I'm for oh my goodness Italy is having a bad year they used to be yeah good. they are not doing well but 
Uh, I'm going to say it's this young lady right here. What's the FT stage? What is this uh, FT? Like, what is FaceTime? Or you might be seeing ET, so Eastern time. Oh, uh, Eastern no, 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 no. It was up there uh, when you were looking at the scores. It was saying F FT. Where up here? Somewhere? Right here in the corner. FT. Right above, like, like if you look at the score box where it says um, France versus Brazil, you see FT. Oh, full time, bro. Oh, see, that's my bad. Full time. Are, the, like, are they in the metal stages yet? Or are they still in? Group oh play? no, 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 no. They're still in group stages. So okay. they're probably, I want to say, they're going into third, uh, third matches, right? Mm-hmm. So the third matches of the group stage, more often than not. You have four teams in each group. Each group plays once. And mm-hmm. after that, depending upon who it is, the top two teams out of the group move on. Okay. So, um, that is usually what you have here. I can't believe that young lady. She reminds me of Ronaldinho, too, for some reason. Yo, she nasty with it. And she scored three. She's like what? She's like what, 17? I believe so. So, um. That is that surprisingly they gave Brazil the money. Well, you know, made sense. Uh, I was surprised. Uh, Wendy Renard, uh, I don't know who France, that is, but important. that's unfortunate. Yeah, that stinks. There's not much that they can really say here, there's not much that they're really giving it. Just basically gave you the odds of like who for Brazil, but that's the young lady right there. I apologize in advance. I tell you what, next time that we come back here, I'm gonna make sure. I know her name. She's probably going to let me know a whole lot more by scoring more goals, especially in the knockout stage if they're able to get to it. But for them to – well, they won one, and then they also lost that one against France. So they have to make or break. Next game they have to win. So I always pull for Brazil no matter what, especially for the Brazilian women, probably more so than the men because I think that the Brazilian Soccer Federation has done them no justice. But the fact is, is like if you were able to put even an ounce of money into like a domestic league in Brazil for women, because you have to think, though, and I don't understand why nobody does this on a global scale. Like none of these clubs, like professional teams have a women's club. I have heard her name or South America. Yes, her her name from Brazil. She's uh, we were incorrect, by the way. She's 23. And her name is Ari Borges. Uh, she used to play. She plays for the National Women's Soccer League Club Racing Louisville. Oh, shoot. She right by me. Yep. Uh, yeah, that's a team that tried to sign Rose Lavelle that plays for the women's national team. She just didn't want to sign that deal because she's from Cincinnati. And I've been in the ear of the former GM Jeff Birding of FC Cincinnati, like, why have you guys not made a women's professional team yet? And we're like, well, we're working on it. Man, stop playing with me. Just say y'all ain't got it. <laughs> you got really, like that's that, the thing, dude, too, is, like, if all the MLS teams and organizations just went ahead and created a women's team, there you go. Give all the season ticket holders. The same amount of – if you pay for season tickets, that means you're paying for women's and men's combined. And you get the attendance. There's your attendance. 
You get the revenue up. You're welcome. See, and these niggas don't even know nothing about soccer, and they just solve the problem. Sloan oh. said, "You're welcome," and he You're was welcome, looking at his phone. Give him the money. You know what I'm saying? Just give him the money. And listen, you ain't got to start having all the complications uh, with like players arguing for equal pay. Um, but uh, I'll digress from that conversation right now. Uh, just it's so much easier MLS. All y'all got to do is just take all the women's leagues and then just put them under. Uh, I will say before we go, potentially you do have uh, the MLS commissioner, Don Garber, who was talking about a competitive league, which is the USL, which mm-hmm. is the lower tier. He thinks for them to survive, they should, and MLS won't thrive either. But I think he was more so saying this about that league in particular. They should have a relegation so they are potentially uh, considering the option of including relegation into the American soccer setup. If they do, it's about to change the game and it's going to make American soccer way more, way more, way more competitive than anybody's going to think about. But I digress. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we've been getting along in the tooth. Uh, this has been episode six of the Shogun Soccer Sit Down. I'm Ahun the Shogun. Uh, I have been joined by two uh, very special people, uh, Sushio Sloan Kettering, uh, and then my man Dre, the dirty master of milk maidens. Uh, listen, we're just in here having a good time. Um, you know what? You know what? This is how we're going to go out. SpongeBob! Do the work! Let's go! Episode 6 of the Shogun Soccer Sit Down. Y'all, we appreciate y'all. Love y'all. Just be on the lookout. This will drop next week. Uh, this is dropping tomorrow or today, which is Sunday. So you'll probably either see a Saturday or Sunday. This is going to be uh, the weekend, man. We're going to hold it down. You dig what I'm saying? So thank y'all for joining us, listening in. Hey, there's some stuff I wanted to get to, but we'll get to it later. Uh, we appreciate y'all. We love y'all. If you would like to be on the Shogun Soccer Sit Down, please shoot me an email, a.hun.theshogun at gmail. And then I would love to have you on the soccer pod. Tell me all about your experiences. You dig what I'm saying? Tell me. Tell me how you personally experienced soccer. What's your personal experience has been like? How has it impacted you? And tell me if you'd like to learn more. Hopefully soon I'll be able to take somebody with me to an MLS soccer game of some kind or a global soccer game. So I'll keep you posted on that. Uh, We'll be doing giveaways here soon as well of jerseys, merch, bracelets all that you dig what i'm saying uh might have a custom somewhere somewhere but love y'all appreciate y'all and we up out of here holla peace